I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and who's up for a good game of Kerplunk? <laughs> and I'm Avsenensky, and Alex, I have a liking problem with you. In that I don't. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friends podcast between pretty good friends. We are here today to discuss season one, episode 13, the one with the boobies, which originally aired on January 19th, 1995. And ah, right before we started recording, I messaged you. I said, do you remember when we did an all kickers uh, draft and you said no? You and I had a one versus one kickers fantasy draft. Oh, we did. Yeah. Do you remember this? Not at all. Okay. Uh, I remember that we did a draft. We each had like five kickers. And I remember that we had it on, like we inputted it onto Yahoo, but I don't remember ever checking <laughs> to see what the result was. Well, seems like a good time to do that right now then. Yeah. I don't remember the backup conversation that led to that. I mean, is that a thing we could check? I guess in theory, Yahoo tracks all the leagues you're ever in. Right? You should have it somewhere. Yeah, but I, it's gonna take a you know probably a couple minutes to track that down, and, and I'm uh, I'm not gonna do that while we're uh, okay. While, while you don't you don't have it like in, in Gmail. You're saying it wasn't that old. Oh, uh, oh, that's a good question. I have six emails with you related to uh, the word kickers. Uh-huh. Word- How many of the six have to do with NFL kickers as opposed to like uh, the the, a kicker the, fir- the first one from context. 2009 says kicker and the football gods. So I assume that's uh, and then the next one is fantasy football survivor league. Um. Then, then, uh, by the way, are you using kickers and defenses in the Survivor League? I said to you, this was in this is in 2012. Um, kickers in the oh, third so round. that was so that was a that was so that was a different Survivor League. Oh yeah, than, totally different. Yeah, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so that was one where you weren't really able to use. It was kind of like the Survivor Weekly pick a team thing, except with players, where you had to field a field a roster, but you couldn't use the same people twice. In the ah, I have no recollection of ever doing that with you, but we did that in 2012, yeah. apparently. We did on 2012. We did an all kickers draft some yeah. other year, and somehow those are not nearly the weirdest fantasy football leagues we've been in together. <laughs> yeah, presently even. Presently even. Um, yeah. One of which I have very, very uh, low chances of winning um, because I have zero of the most important position. Mm. <laughs> um, well, we uh, let's talk about the most po- important position here in this episode, which is uh, the boobies. <laughs> um, my my brother actually that was a terrible segue. Very terrible. Yeah, my 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 brother uh, asked me at dinner today. He loves to give the very uh very sarcastic, very passive aggressive insults. So he said to me, Alexander, would you ever consider wearing a man's ear? <laughs> <laughs> well, is, well, uh, well, would you? Not a nice thing to say. You're more of a bro guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I that was I said, your objection. Yeah, I, I said I just uh you know it's not, I never entered my head before. Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. Mm-hmm. Definitely nothing wrong. My father wears a man's ear. Not true. Everyone, sh- everyone should wear whatever makes them comfortable. A hundred percent. Yes. That's the um, most important thing. And that's really one of the things that we will discover in uh, in this episode. Should we jump right into it? We should. Written this week by Alexa Jung. I think it's her second or third writing credit so far at the midway point, and directed by Alan Myerson. I think that's a new name. Mm. So that's exciting. We have a new director. We start out in learning that the girls never lock the door to their house. Well, I, but nobody locks any doors, any bathrooms. That's what yes. we learned in this episode. Yeah, um, um, we were uh, we were. Uh, I was at my the, the the same brother who insulted me tonight. I was at his bachelor party a couple weeks ago, and my other brother was there. And my other brother, um, Sammy, who you know also, we're we're all weird in very different ways. 
and and maybe unaware uh, in some t- respects of how our how weird we are. And so Sammy said, you know, we were like sitting around talking about Shy, making fun of Shy at his bachelor party. And Sammy says, one thing that's weird about Shy is he obsessively locks the door to the bathroom when he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, what does that even, what does obsessively mean? And well, how does exactly. he know? Well, well, the point is because exactly it's a weird thing about Sammy, not Shy. <laughs> right. Shy said, what you mean is that you always walk in the bathroom on me. And so I make a point of locking it. And Sammy's like, well, what's wrong with walking? And then and then we discovered that Sammy has walked in on me and my wife engaged in uh, uh, physical acts of love. My brother and his uh, fiance doing so. My sister and her ex-husband doing so. And our parents doing so. He has walked in on every single member of our family having sex because he walks in without knocking on bathrooms, bedrooms, anywhere he wants. So. Yeah, so uh so we got some sammy energy here from uh from yeah. a whole bunch of characters in this well movie. maybe sammy's just a voyeur he just he, you know, he, this is not an accident he's like he sees a locked door and he's like i know what's going on behind yeah. there at a certain point yeah you have to start to wonder yeah um so chandler is sneaking around over at monica and chandler's he assumes nobody's home uh he's eating some of their food he's taking some of their stuff um, I guess he must do this frequently, right? That's what we're, we should assume. Yes. And as it's a, this it's is a, happening, it's a, it's a Kramer Jerry situation. Yeah. Um, Rachel walks out of the shower completely topless, except for a towel. And oh no, she doesn't have the towel yet, right? She grabs the shawl. Well, no, she's after. sort of holding it. But yeah, really, I guess yeah. it's right. a little weird, but I guess she thinks she's alone, so whatever. Yeah, if you think you're alone, you could walk around however sure. you want. Sure. I mean, well, certainly I do, but but like. But the weird thing is she also knows that they leave their door open and that they have like an open door policy with their neighbors. So right. bad job by them. Yeah. yeah, open bathroom policy. It's yeah. a pee party over on uh, <laughs> Monica yeah. Chandler's yeah. Uh, floor. Yeah. Um, and he, she's like lecturing him, telling him how inappropriate this is. And it's like, this is in the dormitory. And he's just like, oh, just like, I just want to get your attention and say one thing, which is that I can still see your nipples. Nipular area. Your nipular yeah. area. Uh, which, by the way, there's no reason for him to say that. It's a lose-lose in every respect. Yeah, he could also, like, he should, could, like, avert his eyes better. Yes, of course. Like, in order, you know, make this But he more... will, I mean, later on in the episode, he will stare at her, the most exaggerated, over-the-top, ridiculous <laughs> stare. And he's not doing it for comic effect. He's doing it because he's, like, seemingly, like, drunk on them or mesmerized. It's very strange. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, Rachel, uh, very angry. Um, and as we head into the episode itself, we are over at Central Perk, where we meet Phoebe's new boyfriend, Roger, uh, played by the great Fisher Stevens. I would say one of the, you know, more prominent character actors of the last uh, 10 years. He's been in, like, everything. Well, I I would say that he sort of, to me, was much more prominent in the 80s and 90s, and then he disappeared, and then he reappeared on Succession. Yeah. And on succession, he obviously had a very prominent role and he has a very uh, quagmire from Family Guy sort of look to him so much so that I think we forget that in the early 90s, this guy was, uh, to use a term from uh, from uh, Michael Rapport, uh, a Coxman Park Salons. He was dating Michelle Pfeiffer for years during her like absolute peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it, this is hard to believe when you see him on succession. But yeah, this guy was, uh, you know, a, a, a very popular man with the ladies uh, in the in the 80s and early 90s, uh, as he is here with with uh, with our with our Phoebe, of course. Yeah, he was also um, on Keeve's favorite show, Early Edition. He was like the number two guy on that. Show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched that. I watched a whole season of that actually. I think because of it. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, yeah. So you know, the first question which I think we have to address right here is the Tom Selleck Club. Who's he? 
He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. Where's Richard? Your boyfriend is so cool. Really? Yeah, he let us drive his Jaguar. Joey for 12 blocks, me for 15. Wow. <laughs> he must like you the best. And I think Fisher Stevens was more famous in 1995 than he is today, but certainly not as famous as Tom Selleck. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward, I think. Okay. And then I guess we can wait on this later, or should we discuss now? So I think Alan <laughs> will become the yardstick against which all future boyfriends will be measured. But like, uh, how how will he compare to Alan? I think ultimately not not so well. Well, he's like the, he's the exact anti. Reverse, yes, right? exactly. And they all hate yeah. him. Yeah, uh, Alan. Everybody likes Alan. Alan hates them. Here, uh, everybody hates him. Basically, yeah. yeah. Alan at least liked Monica, though he didn't hate her. Yeah, everybody hates Roger by the end, including Phoebe. Yeah. Well, and and he'll have an absolute heel turn in sort of his final scene where he because uh, <laughs> I mean Phoebe still seems to love him in the beginning of that scene and then quickly uh, ends it. Right. But um, um, yeah, so. Um, I, I do think, by the way, like, so as a boyfriend, the way he psychoanalyzes all the friends is pretty bad, but certainly the worst thing he does, I think, is he wears that wallet chain. <laughs> you remember how okay. big a thing that was in the nineties? <laughs> Vaguely. I mean, we had friends who did this. This was like a very prominent thing in like yes, 95, yeah, 96, yeah. 97. You'd have this big, thick, uh, like, uh, silver, I mean, not actually silver, but uh, that color chain from your wallet to your pants. And like, I mean, you and I had many friends who did this and I thought they were complete posers at the time. And yeah, I, I never understood this. I don't understand why it was a thing. And it, it, it almost seems out of out of character for, for Raj, because that's not sort of the, the kind of guy he's giving off. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, the, he is the kind of guy who does that in 95. Yeah, he's a tremendous poser. Yeah. Uh, but yes, as you said, yes, he's the uh, he's the anti Allen. Yeah, yes. Um, so when uh, Rachel's taking orders and she skips over Chandler, which uh, Roger notices, he's like, what's going on here? Um, the dialogue here is like very stilted. It's like Roger yeah. is like very like way too on the nose playing audience. Oh, of course. But also like how well does he know these people? Because he seems to be pretty comfortable with everybody, except like he's never noticed that Chandler's funny before. So it's it's a little. Yeah, he's very comfortable. Yeah, um, yeah it's very. Yes. The interpretations are are way over. I mean, the one later on with Ross, like, oh, you're overachieving for a sibling. Like, I'm not a psychologist, so maybe they do this. But yeah, th this is sort of like uh, the, the tell scene that uh, Matt Damon does in Rounders. Yeah, which those guys insist uh, they've seen happen to that exact level. But yeah, that's not that's not possible. The guys in the room for 30 seconds and identifies the cards of every single person at the table. Yeah, so there's um, so Chandler tells everyone what happened. She's he's like, well, I speak. She's mad at me because I saw her boobies. Yeah. And now, we need to there's pause. a what we need to pause right here. Sure. The use of the word boobies. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard not even yourself? Have you ever used it? Have you ever heard any adult use this word? Um, yes, but you've been talking to children, basically. Yeah, so I'm maybe a girl, so I don't know what's different. I've never, I've never said this word. I've never heard this word said, I think, outside of the context of this episode. It's, it's so weird. And then later on, they're almost like leaning into it as a joke, like boobies. Well, and well what do you refer to it when you talk to your male children? You say breasts? I mean, it's never really come up. I mean, they've like, never, at, they've, they haven't noticed that some people have large bulging areas in their chest and other types of people don't i mean we've discussed i mean well they they know that like their mother has breasts and that she okay them so what do they call breasts. them yeah breasts i would say breasts okay. is the word Fine. yeah okay so they um, agree with phoebe they are breasts not boobies yeah but like i mean i've heard boobs i've heard tits just like boobies is like uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know well you can't say tits on uh, nbc you can't is that is that i don't right? think so i don't really don't think you well can. they do they do make the tit for tat probably, yeah. that's different 
Yeah, and, and they leave uh, tat for taint. They leave that wide open. I guess I was thinking people probably. I mean, I certainly didn't know ninety five, but I feel as like... a double entendre, it's okay. They they couldn't just say it. Yeah, is that true? Okay, but I, that's my I, question. Do you think more people are familiar with the word and the concept and the air body of the of the taint now than they were <laughs> in uh, in nineteen ninety five? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we can have Urban Dictionary. To, to, there's actually, um, you know, the game. Um, um, what's the? It's it's like apples to apples, but like the the less appropriate version. Yeah. Um... I have, the the worst I, I have it not only i have it we just played it which is the context of the story yeah but, i can't remember i know what you're talking about yeah yeah it's a, the card game for terrible people is i think yes uh yeah. cards for humanity cards against humanity cards yes. against humanity so so my kid we actually so the reason we played this is because so we have the the, the like the, the baby like the kids apples to apples version where it's not words it's just images right and, right and yeah. that's for the benefit of my three-year-old and my six-year-old because they can't read yet Right. Um, but my my eight year old and ten year old, yeah, my eight year old and ten year old were getting very bored with it and said they want to play the real apples apples. And I said, oh, we have it. And I went to look. We didn't have it. We had he played cards. cards so I went through the deck and I took out all the inappropriate cards and which was like a quarter of them. I mean, like there was like a lot of inappropriate cards. Um, but one of them was uh, the the taint, the grundle, the uh, fleshy. <laughs> they give another name for it. That was one of the cards. So yeah. Anyway, quite a quite a. Uh, yeah, so well, the one of one of the, the the highlights of this episode is the face that Ross makes upon hearing that yes. Chandler. It's like very reminiscent of the Hamptons when George like realizes yeah. that everyone has seen the boobs of yeah. the girl he's dating yes. other than him. Yes, it's like was everyone is just like sleeping with Rachel now except for me. Yeah, well, stick around long enough; it'll happen on the show. Yeah. Um, then um chandler tells rachel that like i don't know why you're mad like you shouldn't be embarrassed you have very nice boobies mm. uh she thinks they're better than nice I, he she should have said he should have said they're very great boobies yes never say the word nice uh to a woman i i, I think i've said <laughs> this on a podcast before my now wife the summer we were dating in 2004 she turned to me out of the blue and she says if you could describe me in one word what would you use and i said nice <laughs> and that started a huge fight <laughs> <laughs> because she said no girl wants to hear her boyfriend call her nice. There are a million words you could have used, and she gave me many, many options, and she did not like nice yet. Don't call, <laughs> don't call a girl nice. Yeah, well, yeah. sounds like you probably were um, had a lot of bad answers that you could have given there. <laughs> She was, looking, she was she was probably looking for specific things yes yes she, well a specific thing it's one word which is why it's very unfair right there's so many directions like if i right. would have said like sexy then she'd say right oh, be like, oh you reduce like, right exactly yeah. yes no, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah it's losing yeah. this yeah yeah i should have <laughs> whatever you say whatever you say will have overlooked many of her great qualities yeah which is probably true when i was like <laughs> with her anyway so yeah so whatever you did your best yeah <laughs> I, I i did a nice job um so then Chandler does what I'm guessing at the time was very funny, but is just like so like awkward and clumsy and feel, to me feels like so dated. This like rock hard place. Here I am like joke that he does. Yeah. Um, and this is what sets off Roger as the, you know, kind of the main the main guy of the episode here mm. is the first time here. He's going to psychoanalyze Roger starting it out and says um, that he doesn't want to be there when the laughter stops. Which uh, gets all of a sudden very um, much startles Chandler, and he's like, "What? The, what does that mean?" And Roger will go on to explain that um, Chandler very clearly uses humor to keep people at a distance, and then he starts asking him questions about himself, like, "Are you were your parents divorced? Are you a single child?" Um, and like, he just be like, "Yeah, like you're just textbook. Like I have you, uh, you know, in two minutes. I have you all sized up." Mm -hmm. 
Now, when the laughter stops, uh, I mean, I hate to get dark here, but is the name of the biography of Robin Williams. And so, which is actually really like exactly what Raj is saying here about Chandler. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Listen, some, some people use humor to keep people at a distance. Somebody, some people just like text and text and text to hide their obvious anxiety. Um, You know, all sorts of different coping mechanisms that people use, but you can, you always could just tell instantly based on those, what everyone's uh, entire deal is. Um, Yeah. Everyone else is, everyone's like amazed. They're like, yep, you, you, you nailed Chandler. Um, and yeah, by the way, have... I, I did, I did Google, um, Ro- uh, when the laughter stops, uh, Robin Williams friends, Roger to see if, uh, if people made reference to the fact, and, and this is probably an expression well beyond that book. Yeah. But yeah, but that's really the most prominent version of it. When the laughter yeah. stops. Yeah. So, um, we uh, we have Joey walk in and mm-hmm. he is with a new character. We get to meet Big Joey, Joey's mm-hmm. dad. Yeah. Now, and, there's yeah. a lot of inconsistency in Joey's dad, who he is, where he, like where he lives, what he does. <laughs> Not like nothing makes sense. He walks in and he says, I don't know this one about Fisher Stevens. Right. Right. But he doesn't say anything about Rachel, who he clearly doesn't know, because right. the last time he was here, Ross was married. Right, but maybe he just thinks that she works there. He doesn't realize that she's part of the group. But he'll quickly see her. I mean, well, she's sitting on you know, she's sitting on the couch chatting and and she'll quickly get involved. He'll see her at the apartment. I mean, she'll see a lot more of him, actually. Um (laughs) and then the other weird thing is so he's staying with Joey instead of taking the ferry. So that must mean he lives in Staten Island, I assume. That that's I guess what's implied. I I was also wondering about this. Right, we we I think we very clearly established he's in Queens, right? I I, I yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I, I thought he was Queens all the way. And then the other weird thing, and you know, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit to the next scene, but it, it, none of like, wh- why is he staying with Joey at all instead of just staying with Ronnie? Like, isn't that the perfect excuse? Like like. The, the the his mom will later say that he came up with the worst excuses, like I'm sleeping over at my accountant. Well, here he literally right. has an excuse, like I have a job, I got to go into the city, and yeah. then sleep with, like, stay with Ronnie. Obviously, um, it, it makes no, it's impossible to believe he would stay with Joey, other than for the purposes of the TV show. Um, especially like Ronnie lives close enough that she that she saw Joey's dad and then came back just to get just because he left his toupee there, right? So like, she's obviously pretty close, yeah, you know, too far to take the subway home at night alone, but, um. Yeah, so that kind of annoys me, and um, and also, and then once he's staying there, why is he talking to the mystery? Why is he talking around the phone right in front of Joey if he's trying to keep it a secret? Right, like it's a tiny apartment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that so, was very stupid. Yeah. yeah. So the whole thing, it's it's a bit forced, like trying to get to a specific place, and I get that, but uh, you know, they didn't narratively, they didn't really establish. Should too logical. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, like, it's so on. It, they they talk about like how he's like, oh, he's like in the city for business or something like that, which is like he wouldn't say that if you live in you know the other the outer boroughs. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like oh, it's like I had to like it's like a big trip. I'm on a vacation. I have to stay with my son. It's like yeah. no, you would go like you would go back the same. Well, day. that's all, like, that's how Kramer thought when he went from the Upper West Side. To right, exactly. Downtown, so. yeah. yeah, like they make it sound like he's in town from like Chicago yeah, the city, the city or something. Would eat him alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it did kind of eat him alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so he he kind of goes through one by one through the group, and um, we get like a series of jokes. Uh, so we, we're first gonna get a reference to Phoebe's last boyfriend who worked with puppets, mm-hmm. the puppet guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we find out later about puppet guy more in future episodes. So stay tuned. Um, he's then like he asks Ross how's the wife. He tells Sandler make a joke. You know, every he he's just like a beat behind on everyone here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, the Chandler one really impossible to know. 
<laughs> yes. Um, Chandler's not going to be funny anymore. So, yeah, this is when we have the scene where he's on the phone with Ronnie. Joey thinks it's it's uh, his mom, and that's where he discovers it. Um, I love here where <laughs> he's like, um, I'm in love with two women. I don't know what to do. And he's like, please tell me one of them is mom. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> uh, he's like, yes, yes, of course. One of them is your mom. I love you. I still love her. Um and you know he you know tells her you know I'm you know he tells her about Ronnie and uh, you know they've been together for six years and she's a pet mortician and um, obviously we'll get to meet her uh, all close up and personal in a few scenes so uh, stay tuned for that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we go back over to Monica and Rachel's where Joey is filling in the group on what he's just found out and like he's while just, he's like, doing so by the way Rachel is like massaging his shoulders. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I don't feel is a thing that happens in most uh, co-ed <laughs> friend groups that I knew at this stage. But I, 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 you know, I sometimes, you know, we know to get massages from the groups. But uh, no, no, there's not a thing. I mean, I certainly never experienced this. I don't know what goes on in the village. So, yeah, so. Uh, Rachel is, uh, yeah, Rachel has, you know, a fairly uh, insightful uh, commentary here about, you know, the nature of parents that like. You just like when you get old enough, you realize your parents are just people. Um, I feel like that's more like for me, at least it was like once I, like, I had kids, I was like, oh, OK, like they didn't know anything. <laughs> like They're just idiots, too. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, although yeah. it's a, like Rachel doesn't really have a context in which to say this yet. Anyhow, like we will see Rachel's parents fight so much so that they have to make two separate parties. Right. But at this point, um, yeah. Although I feel like maybe just even in the context of what she went through with Barry and all thing, like maybe she came to see her parents in a different light and realized that like these people that like took care of her all this time and always provided for her, like they're just assholes, like who are having their own agenda. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Ross suggests that the fairest way to settle this problem between Chandler and Rachel is that since Rachel showed Chandler her boobies, Chandler has to show Rachel his pee-pee. Mm-hmm. Um, we got we got a bo- uh, sneak peek of this clip last week, but we had the words boobies and pee-pee bleeped out. Yes. I guess and you can't will... say those during, uh, you know, yeah. daytime hours or whenever the hell that, that yeah. aired. Um, so, yeah, this is when, as you said, uh, Rachel will like realize that Chandler is just staring at his breasts and int- her breasts intently without being able to look away. Yeah. And again, it's it's not clear to me why he's doing that. Like. Whatever, making a joke. Yeah. No tit for tat for Chandler. Mm-hmm. Um, which like you would think like uh, he might be like, you know what? I'll show, I'll show you my tat and see what happens from there. Yeah. Um, maybe she'll be like, oh, that's a great tat. So Phoebe and Roger come up and Chandler's already like, oh, I hate that guy. I don't want to hang out with that guy anymore. And Ross is like, what are you talking about? I think like I think Roger's like really great. He's really smart. He's really analytical. He made some really incisive points. Cut to Ross screaming in Roger's face. <laughs> like, why would I purposely marry a lesbian and ruin my yeah. life? And Roger starts, you know, speculating, you know, maybe it's because of, you know, self-esteem issues or because, you know, you wanted to you wanted your marriage to fail. Yeah. Now, by the way, as they're having this conversation, Roger um, very sort of casually sticks his fingers in Monica's batter, (laughs) which, again, like this guy is way too comfortable with this. Yeah. 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 
He's uh, yeah. which is really what will be his downfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he suggests that maybe you were doing it so as to make your loser sibling look even look better in the eyes of your parents. So you were trying to prop them up. And now, you know, Monica's like, you know, jumping all over this. He's like, oh, so is that really true? Like, all this time, I thought you were my friend. And I thought you were like, you know, supporting me. But really, you were just trying to, you know, you know, have your own agenda rather than like being on my side with uh, with our parents. And Ross is like, what are you talking about? I married a lesbian to make you look good. Um, yeah, so then... We uh, we see uh, just basically at the end of uh, his his tour with Rachel, who is uh, you know bawling in tears by the time Roger is done with her, and uh, now it's time for him and Phoebe to leave. Mm-hmm. And on his way out, he reminds Monica, <laughs> "Easy, on, easy the on the cookies." Yeah, this guy's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> They're just food, not love. Yes, amazing. Yeah. Uh, the tour de force of uh, of obnoxiousness. So Ross's proposal of uh, the tit for tat. Is and I think I uh, refer I gave a, a hint that I might be dropping this story last week on the podcast. Uh, during my wife, my now wife's, uh, the aforementioned uh, girlfriend's senior year of college, she lived in a house with like six other girls, mm-hmm. and there was one other girl that and like they had known each other like even since childhood, but like there was one other girl that she like really didn't get along with. Um, and, and this this other girl, um, and her and her boyfriend was also super annoying, and so Jen. Um, my, and I lived across the street, so I was like always over there, obviously. And this other guy was, you know, there very frequently. Jen is in the shower, minding her own business, taking a shower, and the other guy did the storm in on her, just like all these people that we see <laughs> in this episode. Except he wasn't just trying to to see the boobies; he was naked and trying to climb in himself. And his claim, and I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I guess I believe him. I'm, am I saying one hundred percent no? But uh, he he thought that it was uh, Lauren, that his his girlfriend in there, and not you know my wife, uh, my girlfriend. Right. And so my wife was extremely upset about this, um, as you can probably imagine. I mean, like she was like really, really mad. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next day I was uh, in their apartment. I was in their house and I was like walking in the house. I was walking up the stairs and Lauren, the girl who uh, whose boyfriend had done that, was walking from her room to the bathroom, like ready to take a shower with her towel. And then she dropped her towel and looked at me and said, oops, and giggled and ran in. And so it seemed very clearly to me her attempted version of like returning the favor, uh-huh. which was completely insane. And then I told Jen, and obviously this made Jen even more mad, not less mad. So, um, yeah, that, that's my uh, tit for tat uh, story. Yeah, it's interesting. The Hamptons, the same thing happened. So there's really a lot of the Hamptons going on here, even though it's like not even connected, really. Um, oh, in this episode of Friends, you're saying? Oh, uh, you guys, it is Kathy. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, yeah. No, it's not actually because the whole the thing earlier was that was the the, the voluntary walking yeah. on the beach topless. Yeah, but um, it's it's an episode where multiple people are topless for a Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. But meaning the, the it's it's not next. Yeah. There's no judges and the... friends. Okay, there's no key to the vault. It's, it's not the same show. <laughs> the same show, same writers. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have any good uh, getting walked in or walking in on. Uh, stories to share um i got walked in when on the toilet last week in a public restroom but like the person very quickly apologized and because yeah. it's just like it was one of those where like it didn't like lock well because um but you know nothing happened yep <laughs> yeah, things happen you know yeah. um so we, we um we have joey chandler exit into the hallway and when 
you know, they, they come out into the hallway, they see some woman sitting outside their door. Um, they introduce them themselves and she says that she's Ronnie. She's here to see Joey, big Joey. Uh, she offers them some cheese nips to snack on and Joey's just like completely frozen in his tracks. Um, Chandler takes the snack. Um, so there's like something that's like unspoken in the whole thing with Ronnie where I feel like part of like Joey's initial reaction was like, he's like disappointed that like, there's like nothing that's like special about this person that like you're cheating on my mother with her. Yeah. She's like another Italian, like outer borough woman, like, yeah. you know, of his age, it's not yeah. like, Oh, like you found like some, like, you know, hot girl in the city that like you're cheating with, like Joey kind of like would get that more. Yeah. It's like, um, <laughs> Uh, we were in 10th grade together with uh, with Rabbi Dulitz when the Monica Lewinsky story broke. And his comment was, I understand the president has to have an affair with someone, but why with a, a chubby Jewish girl? <laughs> He's like, this is what I'm dealing with as a rabbi. <laughs> it offends me as a man, not yeah. as, a, as a monogamous exactly. person. Do you remember him saying that? No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Ronnie is played by a lady named Lee Garlington. Uh, oh. She was born in Teaneck, New Jersey, which ah, is very exciting. Much like you. Well, I was I lived there. I wasn't born there. Oh. I was I was born, born in the in aforementioned. Uh, I was born in Manhattan. Like my family lived in Staten Island, actually. When Wait, I was born. oh, I never knew this at all. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's where my parents lived when I was born. Oh, um, wow, I have to look at you totally differently. You're Staten yeah, Island now. Yeah, yeah. I was there until I was like two. Oh, okay, so no. We moved to New Jersey when I was two. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lee Garlington, this woman here, has a major Seinfeld connection. Mm. I assume you don't. I I did not pick up it, although I didn't look, click her name, to be honest. So she is in the first episode of Seinfeld, where she plays the waitress, Claire, at Pete's Luncheonette. Oh, wow. That's a great callback. And according to Wikipedia, it was intended that this Claire was going to oh, be the main yes. female character on Seinfeld. Yeah, pre-Elaine. No way, of course, yeah. Um, except then, obviously, they they changed it. Um, because they, they apparently, according to Wikipedia, the main reason was they wanted the female to be in the same social status as the rest of the gang. Like they don't want to be like someone who like works at the place where they go to eat. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's what Rachel is. She's not yeah, the same level. Well, although right, but that's not how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not, yeah. Mm. So again, friends, copy Seinfeld. That they have the waitress at the place where they all eat uh, be a character. And right. then they copy Seinfeld again because they say, well, she can't just be a waitress. They actually, the, she has to be a love interest as well. And they copy Seinfeld by using Lee Garlington in the mm-hmm. show. Well, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I assume somebody from Seinfeld is also from Tina. Yeah, they, they, they have they have a uh, one word title with an F in it, an E in it, and an I in it. It's, it's the same show. Yeah, it's got a lot of common D. letters. Yeah, I've never noticed that before. Yeah. They're basically the same word. Yeah, yeah. It's all the same. <laughs> if it was just like friends all, it's the same. Um so yeah, so as, when they head inside, uh, Ronnie's like doing some like, uh, you know, <laughs> miming some demonstration of, you know, different poses that she's done for um, but like he's like a mortician. She's not a taxidermist. I don't really sure, understand. But this right? is very, very funny and done very well. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's very funny. I, I don't yeah. really understand what her job is. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so Big Joey comes in. He's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And his yeah. So like the thing with the hair. So you think that was just like an excuse? She wanted to come see him. Like was this like a leave behind situation? I don't know. Um, and he's like, "Okay, so like let's just you know I don't want you going home by yourself now. Let's go to a hotel." And this is where Joey takes charge. And he says, no, 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 no. You are not going to a hotel because I know what's going to happen. I know what you're going to do if you go to a hotel. 
Um, you're going to stay here. And when you're under my roof, you have to follow my rules. There's going to be no hanky-panky. You're sleeping in separate rooms. And that's final. And uh, Ronnie's like, ooh, he's strict. I like that one. Um, so we cut to that night. Joey and Chandler sharing the pull-out sofa bed. Uh, poor Chandler. Like, well, how did he get pulled into this? He has to sleep on the sofa bed now because, like, Well, because he, like, he offered one of the beds. Yeah. Well, yeah. But and the like premise he, is she's afraid to take the subway at night, basically. I, well, it, it seems more that uh, Big Big Joey doesn't want her taking the subway. Yeah. But yeah. What, what was her plan when she came here? I guess that's what you said. Was it a leap behind? Yeah. Who knows? Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe they could have you know, put together enough money to put her in a cab and avoid this ridiculous scenario here. But uh, whatever. Um. So, yeah, Joey can't sleep. He's uh, he's very restless. He's kicking. Um and he like you know he's just thinking a lot about his dad and like the fact that like you know he's been kind of somewhat of a womanizer and like just kind of like jumps from woman to woman dating multiple at the same time not really you know investing emotionally in any of them the way he maybe he should be and Chandler's like you're a great guy I have no doubt that when the right woman comes along you'll do what you need to do and tell them sorry I'm already married yeah (laughs) Just like, um, you know, just like you stuck to your guns, your dad wanted you to join the family piping business, and instead you went into the out-of-work actor business. Mm-hmm. So, good for you. Um, okay, so they, they make it through the night. We get to the next morning where Ronnie goes over across the hall and asks if she can use the shower. She was told uh, this is where she should come <laughs> because uh, Chandler's using the one over there. Yeah, at our uh, place is what she uh, actually says. Oh, is that what she says? Yeah, yeah. Chandler's um, using the one at our place. And, and the answer is, who are you? Yes, and she uh, she introduces herself as the mistress. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> um. So, so when you know with Rachel finding out that Chandler is in the shower, she's like, "Oh, here is my opportunity to get revenge." And she, you know, sneaks across the hall, moves quietly, and runs into the shower, opens up the curtain, and instead she finds Joey, and they both scream in shock. And you know, now Rachel's even like more mad at Chandler because I was supposed to see Chandler's thing. Was Chandler Bing time to see your thing? Is that what yes. Yeah. Uh, she wanted to see Chandler Bing's thing, not Joey Tribbiani's thing. Well, she actually, she very clearly looks only at his face and doesn't look down at all. Uh huh. And so I think it's, uh, I don't think she sees Joey Tribbiani's thing, but certainly she does. She, uh, she did scare Joey and she did not see, although Joey doesn't seem to mind so much, really. <laughs> yeah, shockingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, how you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, back over to Central Park where Phoebe is inviting the gang over to Rogers and everyone's like, oh, not committal. And fi- until finally Rachel ends the awkwardness and she's like, I hate Roger. Everyone agrees. Um, and like Phoebe like initially tries to defend him, but like she sees it. She gets it. Mm. And um, yeah, Ch- uh, Chandler makes a reference to Walton's Mountain. Oh, I don't know. Which is the fictional mountain community from the Waltons. Okay. I never yeah. saw the Waltons. Yeah, Walton, not, that's Minnesota, right? Um, no. no? Uh, Skylar, Virginia. Oh, okay. Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, Minnesota. I'm thinking of Mary Tyler Moore. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think those are very different shows, but it's not either one. Yeah, so. I, they're both just old shows. I don't know. Yeah, old shows. <laughs> old shows, true. Um, yeah. Also, by the way, in this scene is where Chandler will make the first joke about his dad, which is something we've mentioned a bit on previous episodes. 
Yes, yes. Right. He says, if I was going to be like my parents, I'd be a you know a blonde alcoholic who would just chase his younger men, or I'd be my mom. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so they do have plans for Chandler's dad. Finally, it seems like, unless it's just a throwaway line at this point, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um. So we and then we also find out that Joey, um, spoke to his dad and um. Oh, sorry. No, we we jumped ahead. Oh, is that my bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We skipped like two and a half scenes. Um, yeah. So jo- we're 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 back over at Joey and Chandler's, where Joey's uh, cleaning up, putting away the bed, and this is when his mother comes to bring him some food, along with a smack in the face. And what she seemingly is upset about is the fact that Joey has blown up his father's spot. And apparently Joey's mom knew full well what had been going on this entire time. Apparently Joey Sr. is very dumb and makes very stupid excuses like he's sleeping at his accountant's house. Um, So she knew full well what was going on and she actually has been happier since uh, he's been more tied up. He has a hobby. Um, The shame is making him treat her nicer than he was before. And now Joey has ruined everything and she wants everything to be restored to the way it was. Hmm. What what are your thoughts about this? Um, uh, I mean, as, it's certainly not for her to have. Yeah. it's certainly not what you would expect in those situations. But I uh, I kind of uh, give her credit for like like you know her like a realpolitik approach oh. to the situation of you know at the end of the day if uh, you know what, what's important is that you know you're if you're happy and for so whatever reason this is uh, you know made the two people happier together then I don't know that's you know that's for them to it's between them. Mm-hmm. It's not the most. It's not you know the most conventional approach. Uh, yeah, what say you? Um, yeah. Listen, what what it's just, the part that's awkward is sort of that they she pretends not to know and he and he pretends not to know that she knows. Like just put well, it all. I in don't. The open. I don't think he knows that she knows. Well, by now. the end of the episode, though. Now, so now, now, now yeah. he knows that she knows. I yeah. don't think he knew that she knew until now. Yeah, I think he thought he was pulling this off. That's yes, my guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, unless I guess though that maybe maybe not, and, and that would kind of more explain why he's so cavalier about it, and like why he gets caught by Joey so easily. Because like he's mm-hmm. just like not if he's not trained to be snooping around. Now, like you think you would think he would still like he should know that Joey doesn't know and like be more careful around Joey, but like maybe just like his guard is always down because he's like not hiding it. I don't know. Um, but the the end of th- this part of the episode makes me think that the mom knows the dad doesn't know that the dad that the mom knows until now. Yes, um, yes, yes. I agree with that. It might not be consistent. Uh-huh. Um, so um, Gloria wants to know if she has if he has seen Ronnie, and Joey assures her that she is ten times prettier than her, which she doesn't really care about. She wants to know, can I take her? Yeah. Which uh, Joey says he can. She can hands down. Mm. Okay, so we head back over to Roger and Phoebe over at Central Park, and Roger can tell that something is wrong. Something is bothering her, and Phoebe reveals that her friends don't really like him very much. Mm. They think he's what's the words intense and creepy. Yeah, it's not a very nice thing to hear about yourself. Yeah. Your there's there's nicer ways to put it than Phoebe does here. Yeah. 
Um, so like Phoebe like tries to reassure him a little bit, but like he completely loses it. He lashes out. He starts bashing the friend group. He says they're all dysfunctional. They're codependent. They're all you know needy and emotionally stunted. All these things are true, by the way. He just but it's really it. over the top and real like heel turn the way he starts talking like this. Yeah, um, and it also it's like it's a lot of these things are true, but they're also like true of like a lot of people at that age or even at older ages and like nothing that he's saying is like fatal to anyone like otherwise having a perfectly fine existence like yeah they have their their friend group is a little uh is a little weird and a little too codependent but like okay they'll, they'll be fine yeah yeah for sure that seems to be the end of roger i think yeah. i don't think we'll be seeing him again yeah although we should be too confident about that because we said that we're following correctly yeah I, i'm pretty sure uh with this one but you know if we're wrong we're wrong we'll find out when it comes back or when someone tells us next week that we were wrong yeah well he goes on to have a successful career as a media executive Roger succession yeah saying. yeah um he was also he's in a bunch of stuff he was in the good fight a bunch of episodes and he was in blacklist i never Isn't saw he that like show. a director also i don't know but i think so so we end things off back over at monica and rachel's where joey tells everyone that he spoke to his dad and restores things to the way they were um does he does he explain with like how the, how he restored it or now it's just kind of like is he going to pretend that he like i don't know what the plan is to like maintain this fiction that well the, 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 we just really won't get back to it again i know but like we don't but we they don't establish what like the plan is vis-a-vis -vis the tribunities with each other like how yeah yeah he says doing. he's he's gonna keep cheating on my mom like she wanted she's gonna <laughs> right. keep pretending she doesn't know even though she does and my little sister Tina can't see her husband anymore because he got a restraining order. <laughs> right. But it doesn't explain how, like, the, the, so, like, the dad, though, obviously now knows that she knows. So, uh, whatever. But yes, know. but he's never going to acknowledge it. Like, and I don't know how they both look at each other like that and never acknowledge, you know, the elephant in the room. Right. Especially since the whole thing was. Which, that, as like, I said, is my only issue with their relate. Like, I think everybody should be able to do whatever they want in their relationship, but I think it should be built on, you know, uh, be communicating in honesty, not, you know, pretending to not to know things right. about each other. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and. It, it's interesting because like the her, from her perspective like the the shame was like a big factor like the fact that like he he like had this secret was why she, she thinks she was treating her nice um but like now that's kind of falls by the wayside potentially so yeah that's we'll true how, we'll the upside for out. her maybe the upside's lost that's a great yeah. point yeah. yeah so so don't tell your husband to keep to do cheating on you yeah. is the lesson yeah um yeah, but the entire premise is now. Yeah, these are great questions by off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's where we get the line um, from Chandler about the uh, alcoholic who chases twenty year old boys. Mm, yes. And... Oh, I skipped. It. That was my fault before. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You just want you you had enough. You wanted to skip straight to the end of the episode. <laughs> um, so that's when Phoebe comes in to end things off and tells us that she broke up with Roger. They all sigh sympathetically, but she doesn't buy it. And she tells them that even though he's a nice person who in some ways is right for her, she hates him. And everyone agrees. And we get our very, very fun post-credit. Probably This is probably the best end scene that we've had so far. Um, where we first have Joey going into Rachel and Monica's bathroom, because now she's trying to get back at Rachel, and instead finds Monica. <laughs> Wrong boobies. Monica is actually a little bit flattered. And now, even though she's flattered, she still wants revenge, which sends her back over to their apartment, looking at going after Joey. And instead, she finds not Joey, but Big Joey. 
And uh, Big Joey, Big Joey is the first one who's like, he's very Super, happy to have yeah. a woman walking yeah. on him in the in shower. Now, why is he even still at Joey's place in the final scene, right? I thought that everything got worked out and he went back home. Um, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> well, maybe he had to work in Manhattan again, so he has to sleep over. Good question. That's our episode. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's my, he's my best friend. Av, who is the best friend for you today? Um, I'm going to say it's Gloria. I, uh, kind of, like I said before, I think she is the one who, um, like she, she, she's calling the shots, right? Like she, she is the only one that knew everything that was happening and whatever happened allowed be happened because she allowed it to happen, right? She allowed it to continue. She decided that that's what was the best for her. And we could agree or disagree with whether or not that's smart. But like, the point is she was calling the shots. She was steering the ship um and by the end of the episode she's still steering the ship like she gets joey to like restore things to how they are whether it's real or not um it's all going the way gloria wants uh i, I can't disagree with you at all her love and acceptance seemingly knows no bounds even when she's upset with her with her son she brings some food of course although i guess monica did that last week to paolo and yes it, it's it's she calls the shots and it's her responsibility to make sure that everything goes back to the status quo on the other hand, you're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. We have to discuss the fucking asshole. And I will say Roger's final performance at Central Park is pretty obnoxious. Joey's dad thinking he's committing adultery and breaking his wife's heart, which, you know, he's not, but he thinks he is. That's pretty bad. But I'm going to go with Phoebe here and I'm going to tell you why. She knows that Monica's in the shower when Joey walks in <laughs> and she intentionally says nothing. Like, why? Why does she cause this? She, she furthers the chaos. Phoebe is very secretly like a chaos agent here. She sees what's <laughs> happening. She has an opportunity to stop it. And she intentionally says nothing. She's like, oh, I watch. I'm going to I'm gonna trick Joey into walking in on Monica here. And so, um, yeah, I'm saying that uh, that's the uh, fucking asshole of the, of the episode is Phoebe. Okay. I like it. Um, I'll go a little bit more straightforward. Um, I'll say the fucking asshole is Joey Tribbiani, senior. Mm, big Joey. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, he's an asshole, obviously, for the obvious reasons, but he's also kind of just like he's just can't get out of his own way the whole episode. He's just like very stupid. Um, the ways that he seemingly tries to has tried to hide this, you know, lets it out of the bag right away in front of Joey has obviously been letting it out of the bag to the to the wife this whole time, walks in and immediately accidentally insults everybody. Um, he's just uh, he's not winning any points in this episode. Yep. All right. Let's do our steaks and eggplants now. Why, it's dinner for six, five steaks, and an eggplant for Phoebe. Uh, Big Joey, not eligible for any of that. Uh, but I will start with uh, Small Joey. Well, actually, I'll end with Small Joey. I will start with um, Phoebe. She she dates a guy who everyone hates. Then she breaks up with him. She's a bad friend of Monica. She's getting an eggplant for me today. I was disappointed okay. in Phoebe. Um, Rachel and Monica don't really do anything other than uh, show boobies and try and see peepees. Uh, Ross doesn't really do anything at all except the one fight with Roger um, Chandler I, I don't want to be there when the laughter stops and I have to give him credit because it doesn't in this episode he's very funny so I will give him a stake and that means that we have four stakes for my boy Joey he carries the episode and I know that he could put down all four of those stakes and I think he really earned all four of them okay um, I'm going to give uh, two stakes to Rachel one for each booby and uh, I'll give two stakes to Monica, one for each movie. And I'll give one stake to Joey for the uh, emotional maturity and growth. 
And the eggplant goes to Chandler for using humor to keep people at a distance. Mm. And also he kicks off the whole uh, booby pee thing. So He does. He does. Yeah. yeah, why don't we jump straight to the postman? Oh, okay. Straight to the postman. Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! I guess there was some screw-up at the damn post office. <laughs> To tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the U.S. Post Office? No, more like U.S. Lost Office. <laughs> what are they, Irish? Hashanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew! So we start off our postman with Amir Bednarsh, who says, I thought this episode was great. My favorite of season one so far. Some great boob-related hijinks, and Chandler has a dozen perfectly delivered lines. Roger diagnosing the crew worked really well and captured some of the strange dynamics. The storyline with Joey's dad worked to a certain degree, but I appreciate the amount of time the show spends in season one focusing on the parents. I think it's an important point about growing up, realizing that your parents are flawed people with their own faults, just like everyone else. Overall, a grade of 4.3. A couple of notes. Given how much time and attention the gang pays to ugly naked guy, shouldn't Rachel be more wary of walking around naked? They're aware that people look through windows. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, Unless she doesn't care if it's just, you know, some stranger. <laughs> but the fact that it's her friend is what sort of bothers her. Yeah. It's yeah. ludicrous that not a single person locks the bathroom door, particularly yes. once it becomes stick for them to all walk in on each other. Yeah. Once once the Sammy Chester rules are in effect. Yeah. You got to start <laughs> right. locking the door. Yep. Yep. For sure. Although uh, uh, maybe the guys. um you know, maybe maybe the guys want to uh, be walked in on for all we know, because none of them seem that upset, except Chandler, who never gets walked right. in. So it's, it's really yeah. only the two, the two Joeys. They're trying to bait the walk in. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, Zach well, Louie. Yes, well, sir. actually, well, let's think about it. So the first the first walk in is Joey, and he had no reason to expect it, especially because the target was Chandler. Right. And then the last right. one is Joey, big Joey, who doesn't even know or care about the whole thing. So he has no reason. So the only question is, why is Monica not locking it once she well, she doesn't even know. She might not know, right? She doesn't know that Rachel walked in on Joey and that there's another one on. The- yeah, so n- none of them have a specific reason other than just the normal reason of lock your bathroom doors in general. But yeah. 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 So, yeah. So Zach Louie says, maybe the word was more common than 90s, but I've never heard so many adults refer to breasts as boobies. It seems absurd that Ross would be the one to suggest that Chandler should show Rachel his penis. I would think Ross would want Rachel to be seeing as few other penises as possible. Is it odd that Mrs. Bing gets referenced in the episode title for her episode, but Mr. Tribbiani does not? I guess referencing boobs in the title is more effective advertising than referencing a character we haven't met in the series yet. Um, No, I assume whenever, but when it was in TV Guide that week and it said the one with Mrs. Bing, everyone said, oh, Nora Bing. Yeah. (laughs) Nora Bing. Yeah. (laughs) Why doesn't Joey's dad tell Joey that his mom is aware of the whole situation? I guess because yeah. So according, to, I I think it's because he doesn't know. But it's it's yeah. It's not a hundred percent clear. I, he says yeah. I guess because they, that would resolve the conflict too early in the episode. <laughs> yes. That's a better reason. Yeah. Uh, middle of the pack episode for me. Two point four moot points. Best friend is Chandler, who doesn't object or complain when Joey commandeers the use of his bedroom. Fucking asshole is Roger, who can't leave work at work or at least keep his mouth shut. He gives two stakes to Chandler for dealing with Joey's family drama and for seeing the boobs. Two stakes to Joey for looking out for his mom and for wanting to be more honest than his dad. And one stake to Rachel for being Rachel. Eggplant to Monica for not even considering the possibility that it might be Joey Sr. she's barging in on. 
looking forward to the podcast as always. All right. Yeah, but I can't play Monica because Joey Senior shouldn't still be there, right? This yes. is after yeah. I think I resolved. Yes, we yeah. uh, yes, we did establish that. Yeah. Um okay, Elizabeth Berry, she gives the episode two point eight moo points. Mm. She says the best friend is the mistress for sharing her keysnips. The <laughs> asshole is Joey Senior. I'll take a nip. <laughs> Stay I mean, small. I personally wouldn't because I don't like fake cheese snacks, but one stake to Joey, one stake to Rachel, and one stake to Chandler for the booby pee situation. Two for Joey for trying to make amends even if it didn't work. And the eggplant goes to Ross for still being a sad sack. <laughs> Next, we have Kyle King, who says, I don't have time to write a whole email, so I'll give you the line of the episode. Who wants to play a game of Kerplunk? 3.7 moot points. Okay. We have now Beat Rose, who says, I don't think the revenge walking in on another person showering without their consent plot ages well. Um, yeah, probably not. Although, I don't know. I feel like th- in this circumstance where it's like they really have this like open door policy, it's, I'm, it's, not, it's still not like the best. But it's like more like this feels like a college dormitory where like yeah. they're both doing it to each other. Like, I don't know. It's 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 not ideal, I agree. But if like any circumstance where it's like okay, I think they're all kind of like implicitly consenting to it in some way. But certainly by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um the it's Joey like, it's like it's like uh, it's like, you know, getting squirted by a water gun. Yeah. Also I guess because it's like the the Do, girl, you know the the girl story? does it first, I think is that makes it better. Our our um, mutual friend, our mutual now friend A B Sutton. Um, for years before he and I, before I knew him, he hated me. Do you know about this? Yeah, because of like the water fight and you poured water on him. Yeah, he his version of the story is that he was visiting, he was at camp, a different camp, and he was visiting my camp, and he was not involved in a water fight, uh, but I decided he was or thought he was, and so I, I poured a cup of water on him. Uh, there was a water fight that he was not participating in, and so he hated me for years after this before uh, we finally uh, got became friends. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, now now my uh my co-owner in the big league. Mm, yes, the big league. Yes. Um yes. okay, back to All B Rose. Yeah, B Rose, you write our name down, your man from the postman, just letting you know right now. <laughs> <laughs> write down Chester's name. That's what he was. No, well, well, you said our. I thought our <laughs> meant me and you. Not no, you me, and me, Navy. me Navy. Me Navy. Who cares about Navy? Who cares about you? <laughs> I mean, I've I I have jurisdiction over the postman, don't I? No, you don't even know how the postman gets made. <laughs> I don't know something about the Irish. Yeah, um, no, they come to my email. You're, you're, you have, no, you have no authority here. <laughs> um, Beat says the Joey plotline hit uncomfortably close to home for me. Never had something quite that extreme happen. Well, I'll just say I feel for Joey having to navigate that situation. Always tough when someone you care about is carrying on and keeping a bunch of secrets from you. For his stakes. He gives three to Joey because I feel like he's got something pretty crappy to deal with and he's handling it very, relatively well. One to Chandler because using humor to avoid problems is a good thing and he's being a good friend to Joey. One to Ross for not being involved in the shower situation. And the eggplant goes to Phoebe for dating Roger. The, uh, the fucking asshole. Many appropriate things happening this episode, but Roger is an asshole to the most people and just generally unlikable in basically every way. And the best friend is Chandler who warns Rachel that her boobies are still showing, doesn't intentionally walk in on anyone while they're showering, sleeps on the couch with Joey to help out. That's true. He is, I think, the, he's one of the only ones who doesn't intentionally walk in on somebody else showering. No, he, from those four, he is the only one, right? Yeah. So he's the only one of the four who lived there who saw by accident. Everyone else did it on purpose. 
Yes. Um, and who has been seen? So Rachel is seen. Oh, and Chandler's the only one that's not seen, right? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, PB's okay. always the last to know. Yeah. Okay, Jim Crumley. Um, oh, I think uh, Beat gave it 2.7. Jim Crumley says it was a solid episode, a little sitcom-y. Joey's relatives were the weak part of the episode, but they, were, they weren't too bad. I remember that Joey's family returns in various permutations, but not the details. 3.1 moves. The fucking asshole is Roger. Definitely worse than the only other TV Raj I can think of, the lead of What's Happening. Now that's a show built on sitcom tropes. The come with guy is Mrs. Tribbiani. She swallows her, pa- her pride to let the cheating continue. Eggplant goes to Phoebe. What, she, what could she have seen in Roger? Not at all intellectuals with a profession starting in P are created equal. <laughs> For his stakes, he gives two to Joey. He dealt with his parents and his dad's mystery in a surprisingly adult fashion. Plus, he saw Monica's boobies. <laughs> One stake to Rachel. She left into seeing Joey nude instead of Chandler. Is this the genesis of a later plot line? <laughs> and Chandler gets two stakes. He saw Rachel's boobies and never showed anyone his tat. Well said. Okay. We turn to Zach Brooks, who says he did not remember Fisher Stevens showing up as a boyfriend on the show, and he digs up all the personal feelings. It's a good crossover with Succession. State goes to Chandler for his luck and nice foreshadowing for something later redacted for Alex O. Yeah. Eggplant for the act of barging in. Joey and Chandler don't seem to respect privacy, although Joey's dad shouldn't be talking to his side piece right in front of Joey. Was half expecting Monica to walk in on Ross at the end instead of Joey Cedar. Oh, if she wishes. But then she would have liked that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, three moves for Zach Brooks. And finally, we end with Owen Allen, who says the opening scene felt a little disconcerting, I guess due to how it was shot. No establishing exterior and due to the nudity nature of the scene, shot on a closed set with some different angles than usual and a chance to show some of the rarely seen fourth wall. Also, obviously, friends stole the next door wandering in to take stuff from the fridge directly from, you guessed it, Seinfeld. I would call the whole mistake, multiple mistaken identity walk-ins on the shower more farcical than sitcom-y. Monica seemed to keep looking at eye level rather than peeping at the pee-pee. Fisher Stevens was great, brilliantly played the adorable boyfriend who seemingly is good-natured until he reveals his manipulative nature. The stakes, I might be a bit sexist today, but I give two to Chandler for being so accommodating to Joey Tribbiani Sr. and his mistress, two to Joey for being such a great strict parent to his father, and one to Ross for calling out the Roger from the off. Although it, wasn't, it really was Chandler, uh, but okay, fine. Uh, the eggplant goes reluctantly to Phoebe for inflicting the asshole boyfriend on her friends, the most important people in her life. <laughs> Best friend goes to Mrs. Tribbiani, and the fucking asshole is Roger, and the episode gets 2.7 moo points. Takes us to our episode rankings. Yep. This is all a moo point. <laughs> A moo point? Yeah, it's moo. All right, I will say, like, Joey has to carry the episode solo, really, in my opinion, and and he does do a good job of that. It's a good Joey episode, but overall as an episode, it's, you know, not great because it's sort of a a solo job. So I give it moo, which is two and a half moos, sort of right down the middle, but a little bit below average for me, actually. Okay. I think three is probably down the middle. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little bit higher than you. Um, I'm going to give this 3.4 moo points. Um, 
and I'll tell you why. I, I, I kind of like split the episode into two. I think the kind of like what Jim said that the the parents stuff is like it also just like feels very dated. Like they're not at all like I didn't remember what either of his parents looked like. I don't know. They like it's it's very clunky. It's very um, early season friends. Yeah, and like it doesn't like they don't like, feel like whereas his all, parents. Rachel's parents are in our heads are like I guess just because we we don't see them as much in later. Yeah, seasons. and we see them yeah. later, so they just you remember them more. Like I yeah. I truly did not remember that Joey's father was a character in the show. Um, and he just like he look like he doesn't look like Joey's father. Like he's not believable as Joey's father. Um, I think the Roger stuff is really great. Um, the way he deconstructs everyone is really good. Um, the you know the the sneaking in on each other to see each other naked is silly but fun. Um, so I, you know I, I think this episode brings some good stuff. Um, but I wish it, the the Tribbiani stuff would have landed better. Although I think it's a good a very good Joey episode, um, which is more important. So. Um, we, what were our uh, what were our internet rankings on this episode? We haven't done that in a while. Um, you, you collected them all. So anyone could collect, but it's to, uh, to tell them to the audience is the key. Yeah, uh, really this episode part. is yeah. I probably should have shared that information or had it ready. Um, as my Excel opens very slowly, very very slowly. Uh, okay, here we are. Uh, the boobies is the fourth highest rated episode of season one so far. Uh, the blackout, obviously, by far the best. East German laundry detergent comes in uh, a distant second, uh, and then uh, a little bit behind it is third is the uh, is the pilot, and then here we have fourth is the boobies, and the only other episode ranked in the top one hundred that we've seen so far is oh, okay. so yes, it's so fourth best. But I will say that the next two are, are similarly ranked, but pretty solidly ranked actually. And then after that, we have uh, another. Uh, not an all timer, but a very strong episode. So, yeah, we have up. we have we certainly have a few coming up that yeah. the, just the titles are very memorable to me. Um, I don't. I mean, don't, don't... seven of the next eleven episodes are in the top one hundred. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure the poker one is very very high, right? Uh, all the poker, yes. Yeah, that is the um, that is the second highest rated episode of the season after. There you go. That makes sense. Um, okay, yeah. So I'm so I'm the, so I'm the closest to the to the internet because um, I have it as my fifth ranked episode. Um, you have it as your tenth. The audience has it as its eighth. That averages out. What did you say a middle of the pack episode would be? Two point five three. This averages out to an overall grade of three point zero zero. Mm, nice. So exactly three on the dot. Let's see if we keep. Let's see if we can get more decimals. How many zeros we can get? No, uh, uh, it's it's two point nine nine five eight three. Oh. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. Well, next week we get the one with the candy hearts. I have. No I remember candy hearts yeah. in The Simpsons. I don't remember candy hearts in Friends. So we'll have to wait and see, but I'm sure I will enjoy it immensely. And I'll note that that's uh, February 9th. So again, the show took off um, two full weeks. Oh, so it cool. comes back. So I, I, their schedule. And why did they take off these two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like, was it the Super Bowl? But like the NBC wasn't showing the Super Bowl on a Thursday night. If they were even showing the Super Bowl that year. So I, I don't I don't remember why. Do you remember why there was no... Uh, no friends on January twenty sixth or February second, ninety five. Um. Well, isn't there something called February sweeps? Well, oh, in February. So, they, but they pause for that. I don't. Yeah. Is February well, no not part sweeps of is no sweeps, sweeps is when they come back. There's February sweeps and there's May sweeps, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. Who May knows? sweeps are for sure is the thing. That's so, like what. That's when all the like the last few episodes and the finales are. Yeah. I don't know what sweeps means. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you meant she meant sleeps. Sleeps? Huh? No, it's sweeps. Oh. It's a Seinfeld joke. Oh, okay. 
with the lip reader. Yep. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I think that's enough. Yeah. But it certainly is. Good night. Get a life, Jews.